Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Warped, the completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast, where we provide unasked-for audio commentaries to Star Trek episodes live. My name is Matt. My name is Sean. And Jake. Philippe. Aaron. We're back together again. Did I say it? Yeah. Did, I get, did I get the intro right? You did it perfectly. Perfect. Perfectly. Like nice. you never left the show. If we were like in the West, I would get us all one really long backed horse and we'd all ride together. Guys. <laughs> That's yeah. how I would do it. Yeah. I would find that. All my head. bitches are here. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we let's get watching. this show underway so we can find out why Aaron thinks she has too many cats. <laughs> we are watching <laughs> season three, episode six, Spectre of the Gun. How much time is on the clock? We got uh, 50 minutes and 42 seconds. Hit that, punch uh, that triangle. Punch that triangle. Yeah. Three, two, one, punch. Ay, ay, ay. Standard so, opening shot of the ship. Yep. Yeah. Good. So, uh, why do you think you have too many cats, Aaron? So, this is the moment when I realized. Or the afternoon where I realize <laughs> we should we should preface this with she clearly has too many cats by any other outside <laughs> observation. But, but this here's is when it dawned on me. So I had a vet appointment for one of my cats, Dora. She's been losing fur in weird ways. So <laughs> <laughs> the buildup. I'm gonna put way. a pin in that, but yeah. go on. Yeah. So I was trying to bag her up to take her, but she's a little bit tricky. And plus, she can run outside and kind of knows how to use underneath the house. So that didn't work out. And so instead of just canceling the appointment, I was like, oh, I'll just take the other cat, Tumford. So I took Tumford in. And then at that point, we already had, we also had Patches, right? Yeah. Yep. So we have a new cat, Patches. Uh-huh. So that's, that's the, the cats are adding up. So I'm at the I'm at the vet with Tumford making an appointment for patches and to get Dora in because she didn't get in and they booked it under Bosley <laughs> and other cats that we take care of. So, so you got to four. That's yeah, only four cats. But when I was like trying to book two more cats at the vet and it was like listing them under the wrong name, that's when I realized. You're like, this is too many. Wait, cats. is this like Dora? She's like, no, that Dora yeah, didn't I'm make like, it. And then you're like, is this? Then wait. Then who's Bosley? <laughs> is this Bosley? No, no, not, that's not, not my Bosley. cat. Like, Bosley's <laughs> my sometimes cat. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, and it is that the half that Philippe always that's refers to? Yep, Bosley. He's the point five. And then I realized I booked an appointment for Patches and Dora to come on the same day, and they don't really like each other, so that was going to be problematic. On Facebook, your relationship with Bosley is complicated. It's complicated. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah. Also, you made a Facebook page for Bosley, <laughs> <laughs> and you oh. put and, she, and you put it complicated. I'm what, that yeah. is that is a sign that you have too many cats. When you're making <laughs> Facebook pages for yeah. your cat. Yeah, uh, you might be a redneck. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> well done, That's, Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> so so clever, Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, it's a it's a money maker. The money maker. Uh, yeah, I guess you can't argue with success. Like, you can have your own opinions about Jeff Foxworthy's talents, but that fucker's richer than all of us together. Oh my god, yeah, he's made like a. Is he still actively touring? What's yeah. his deal? Is he a Las Vegas guy? Doesn't he host that show? He hosted that show for a while. The third grader show. Yeah, I don't think it's on anymore. Wait. Third grader? Like, how are you smarter than a fifth grader? Didn't you do that? Fifth grader? I thought it was third grader. Fifth grader, I'm pretty sure. Is it fifth grader? Okay. 
That's the show I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I the answer her... to both questions <laughs> is no. The There's some jingle jangle happening. What's that? This is some What's alien that shiny thing? It's an alien ship. It's pretty. That is not how it looked in 1968. Yeah. No? No. That's <laughs> I'm That's... not surprised. But that was their vision. That was their vision for it. Crystals. Healing crystals. Yeah. Uh, so we're not there yet. So we're talking <laughs> three and a half officially, and then the other strays that come around that you feed. Yeah, right? there's at least... there's like. So I say it a couple different ways. Right. Which you is could... another sign that you have too many cats. When you <laughs> right. Say if you have to think about how to phrase the, yeah. question, the answer to the question, how many right. cats you have do you have? two different ways of answering If you question. have to think about the answer... <laughs> that might be a red <laughs> you, you have too many. Yeah. <laughs> If you have to give serious thought to how am I going to answer this question. If you, you have more cats than Jeff Foxworthy, <laughs> you might be. See, you know why his formula works. We're using it right now. I know, and it's generating, <laughs> and it's killing the ratings. I, did, I didn't mind it when you first rolled up with that. I don't know. It was good. It was a, it was a formula that worked for me. You bet. Uh, mm. I'm starting to think about that last taco. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have my money on you. As being the eater of the last taco, but all right. Uh, who hops, like, who's hotboxing engineering a, right now? Yeah, look at that. That looks like the inside of this room. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where's that vaporizer at? <laughs> there it is. Beam me up. Beam me up, Scotty. Beam me up, I, I can't right? wait for the episode where he starts combing his hair again. Uh, <laughs> please, God. <too. laughs> you don't like the brush back? I don't. Well, he looks like I, a douche. And, I might and be wrong. Philippe are very against. The, they say it looks too much like he's in the fifties. Okay, okay. He's in. He's I in might West be wrong, Side Story. But I think what happens is in the uh, is in the animated series they keep they they draw this this hairstyle, and I think it's annoying. I think that's what happens. Really? I don't know. I, I'm 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 really piecing together some real fragmented memories. So somebody well, we'll who get is... to the anime. Now, what the hell is this thing? Uh, this is like. This is Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Ooh, that's the... disgusting. What? Hey, we finally got to the opening credits. That was a long intro. Yeah, it's the second longest intro in all of Star Trek. Yeah. I knew that you would know that. Can right. you pass me that taco? Uh, we <laughs> it's were in the bag on the table. Season three, episode six, The Spectre of the Gun. Titles. Original air date, October 25th, 1968. As punishment for ignoring their warning and trespassing on their planet, the Melcott condemned Captain Kirk and his landing party to the losing side of a surreal recreation of the 1881 historic gunfight at the OK Corral. Yep. Uh, Aaron, what would you venture? <laughs> is That's what the happens, all right. Oh, it's happening on this episode. That was well uh, described. Uh, 7.3. Anybody else? I would go low, but I was so wrong last week that I'm gonna say I'm gonna say six eight. Six four. I don't even wanna guess six three. Seven point four. Too high. Erin was the closest. She yeah. wins by price is right. She gets one taco. Oh, she's already she, she, she's she won the taco. taco. So See, this, this is was, one of those ones that Gene Coon wrote uh, yep. under a pseudonym. Yep. I just saw the credit. Yeah. Lee Cronin. Dear God, I do think it looks like. Oh. Like I think I said, this is the the first episode. This is the first episode they shot 
of season three. Yeah, <laughs> this is how you kick things off, guys. But it was the sixth one. They this is how they started. Yeah. We didn't have. Oh, any- this, is day, this is day one that shooting. This schedule. is day one. <laughs> we didn't have any sets built. Yep. We were just like, we're just gonna flood this room with smoke. Yeah, fog it up. And call action. Don't worry, guys. This is Put like this some low rent, yeah, like community hell? theater, Little Shop of Horrors production. What is that? Yeah. If that thing starts singing "Feed Me Seymour," <laughs> I would actually care to see any kind of life in it. It is the most like static thing I've ever. Uh, there we go. Uh, uh, look at that. Look at that red sky. Just like, trapped. just like Tombstone, just as, Arizona. Just as, just as it is in the old west. <laughs> yeah. Just I, a maroon sky. <laughs> this this backdrop really made it a, an impression on me. I felt like the director was kind of like talking to his lighting people, being like, "I want." I want you to create an effect of of subtle intensity uh-huh. of 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 a time before light and after dark. Uh-huh. I want there to be an air of mystery, and I want gradients. I want a range of emotions. I want a rainbow of oranges, reds, yellows, and just hit me with your maximum creativity. Yeah. And the guy said, "All right, Frank, give him red. Turn on red. <laughs> Turn on red. Reds on. Reds on." All right. right, all red. Yes, all red. But look at how they none of the sets are complete. That's, no, and that's, that's lunch. And <laughs> so we were talking about we were talking about how the show got its budget slashed in season three because it almost got canceled and got saved by by the fans essentially. Yeah. Um, but they totally slashed their budget and moved them to the shittiest time slot on television, Friday nights at ten. Uh, so you can tell just by how cheaply this episode looks, like. Sean was Sean was telling me on the ride over here that they were supposed to shoot it outside, like in the real, you know, outdoors, like in the Paramount back lot. And they were and the producers were like, "Uh, "No, you do not have the money to do that. (laughs) Try again." But how about stage nine? Yeah, they're like, (laughs) "Can we have sets?" Well, you can have the front of sets. (laughs) (laughs) We're actually going to take them apart so you have less of them. (laughs) But isn't that more work? Don't (laughs) shut up. Loser, 10.30. I feel like this director was like, I have a tiny budget. What can I do to make this somehow interesting to look at? Like, how stylized can I make this? Yeah, I guess the red. Well, I could take the walls off all the buildings and just have the front of the buildings. Done. It's like we're in a play. We've never done that on Star It reminds me of... Did you guys see that movie Dogville? I think there's... Did I? Am I hallucinating? You're yeah. hallucinating again. It's Dogville. You've been, you've been pulled into the with Nicole Kidman. Oh uh, yeah, I think I where she's tortured it. by the townspeople of the town she's hiding out in. Anyway, it's filmed. It looks like this. Like it has like really right. abstract sets, and the whole thing is. It's in that ca- movie's case, it's all on purpose. I don't know how right. on purpose. It's this all like, is, isn't but... there like blueprint drawings? Yeah, there's on like the blueprint drawings oh. on the ground of the buildings, and it's all super stylized on purpose. But I, I didn't uh, even know that. About isn't that it like? Movie. I've I've heard heard it is a rough one, wa- and I mean that in a good way. It's an excellent movie, but it is absolutely horrible what happens in it so it's hard to watch they torture yeah she's on the run she plays a woman who's on the run it's supposed to be set in like well kind of around this time period actually it's supposed to be sort of well no later than that because they have starting 50 29 they're supposed to be in like the (laughs) night it's supposed to be like the 1930s and she's on the run um you don't really know why at first but she 
she she ends up in this little small town and they sort of agree to harbor her and protect her from the men who are chasing her but and at first they're super nice to her but and she's sort of agreeing to like do things around the town to like pay them back for helping her like she starts by doing little chores for the people who live in the town like she the old lady needs her groceries delivered or whatever. So at, at first, it, everything seems great. But then the more the townspeople sort of get used to having her there, right. they start asking her to do more and more Disturbing and more things. things. And, and they start they basically stop treating her. They start treating her like a slave, yeah. essentially. Because she's and she's they, like going to go to because she's de- she I can't she's a she's on the run. And yeah. so they're. She doesn't really have anywhere to go. You don't do what I tell you. I'm going to sell you out. And they're in this little town in the middle of like nowhere. So like she doesn't really have anywhere to go. And it just gets ugly. The things that uh, poor Nicole Kidman is subjected to in that film. It's a great. <laughs> it's a great movie, but it is not a fun watch. So, one thing that they did really well in this episode was the people who play. The Earps, yeah. They found people, and this must have been the the uh, the sort of casting call. Can you talk without ever moving your lips? Oh, really? And can you just dead stare into the camera? Because that's all they do. (laughs) They do it really well. (laughs) They're really good at it. Oh, all the Earp actors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That must have been another one of those directorial choices like i gotta make this interesting it's really funny because i would i mean obviously like the 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 way that they present the herbs in tombstone is probably a little more pro herb than the situation truly was right you know they weren't like heroes as they were almost like a gang as well trying to protect their property right but this episode takes it to where like the Clanton McLowrys are like the heroes of that story, and the Earps were who the people. That's who the townspeople really wanted out of town. They didn't like the the law and order there. They like they wanted the the Clanton McLowry gang to to rule the city. Guy does have an intense stare. Yes, and wait till he talks, and he hardly moves his mouth. Is that Wyatt? No, that's that's Morgan. It's Morgan. Oh. Yeah, it gets intense. Should we talk about how good its movie Tombstone is? Since we're sort of it on is the a good movie. I'm your Huckleberry. Oh my god, that's the best movie. That's one. Uh, oh my god, that movie <laughs> is good. Did you know? I went to Tombstone last summer on the great family vacation. Oh yeah, and they have their Doc holidays in August, and both Val Kilmer and Dennis Quaid were going to be. At the Doc Holidays oh, yeah. in Tombstone. <laughs> How is old Val doing? I don't. I mean, poor Val. That's that's <laughs> what he's come to. He's that's, making con appearances. It's rough, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was amazing performance. It all came together. Here's the, here's my little secret about Tombstone. I didn't really care for it the first time I half watched it. I was like, eh, not into it. And then uh, everybody was gushing over the movie for years, and I was like, I need to have a second watch of this movie. And then I was like, what the hell was I thinking the first time? This movie is a goddamn masterpiece. It's interesting. Yeah. 
It is a goddamn masterpiece. It was, and I didn't. I can, and it has also the most '90s cast of any movie yes. ever made. Yep. Yes. Both Jason Priestley and Billy Zane are in Tombstone. It's fucking Michael Bean, <laughs> Powers Booth. Yeah, I know. God, every damn. single cat, every single person in it is a is a fucking character actor. I know, and it worked. Fucking worked. They yeah. like to do that in the movies in the '90s. All of, they would always have movies, you know, like The Rock or like. Armageddon, like they would always have these movies that had like a big cast, right. Con Air. Yeah, yeah they would yeah. have like a big cast of characters, and every character would be played by like a famous character actor. I yeah. know, like, it was so great though. William like, H Macy and Steve Buscemi, and you yeah. know all those guys yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, popped up in those movies. Con Air is so fun because of it. It's just like because they always give them like their little moment to shine, and they're all like sick and twisted in their own ways. Uh, you know, what my favorite one is. Connor. Face off. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. I saw it twice in the theater. (laughs) Nice. Speaking of face off, Chekhov is getting his face chewed off. He's getting a lot of action. He's getting his face chewed off. Yeah. And he doesn't have a problem. By this delightful whore. Yeah. He's into it. He's like, oh. Yeah. Well, he said he's supposed to. uh, It's their directive to to mingle with the locals. Mm hmm. He doesn't care how many clients she's had. Even, even though he can still taste like the the last person that saddled her. You know, that's fine. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, she's clearly a I'm talking of the, I'm speaking in the tone, in the cadence of the air, in the parlance of the time. So you're being as respectful Volcano. as possible. Volcano. That's a movie that has a lot of character actors in it. Yeah. You guys remember that one? I yep. do. Lava down the, the middle of I think the one of my favorite things Wilshire about, Boulevard. Can I say my favorite thing about the 90s, particularly the late 90s, uh-huh. is when uh, everybody was doing some uh, corporate espionage and quickly trying to like, hey, you're making a talking pig movie? Or I better, we better like <laughs> yeah. get a pig movie out ASAP. Let's have two volcano movies. Yeah, and there was two volcano released within movies. Released with another. like... And there was like a two no- meteor movies. Yeah, there are two oh. meteor movies. There was also some movie. There was like uh, there was a a much lower budget version of. Well, there were two fucking Wyatt Earp movies. There were two Wyatt Earp movies. That's another thing. And also, yeah, yeah that's the one I sh- should have ended on. But I was going to get to that one. But I was also the one where they blow up the 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 you know uh, the, the Independence Day. There was another like pe- another movie that came out like right around Independence Day. There was. Uh-huh. About- it was like a much lower budget alien invasion movie. Yeah, it was like more of a slow, but it was like clearly like a whipped up. Hey, well, we have a script that's kind of like that. Let's let's throw it yeah, together. Let's do this quick. Yeah, I feel like they don't do that as much anymore. Oh, what? ants and the bugs life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Sweet. Yeah. Ah, man, that was like that was like that was hitting its high its high stride. That yeah. What do you guys think of a bugs life? I. Uh, I'm actually a big fan. It is good. It's good. Personally. It's a good friendship movie. I'm more into ants. <laughs> that is incorrect. That is a problematic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinions, but some opinions are bad. You don't like Woody Allen as an ant? Uh, yeah, Woody Allen and Sharon Stone are the leads of that movie. Every kid loves to hear Woody Allen. <laughs> what nine-year-old doesn't love Woody Allen and Sharon Stone? Being a super Jewish ant. Yeah, there's all this dirt. And it's just yeah, like, it's what good. is it with all? Oh, no, that's, that's, a, side that's a B movie. That's a B movie. Yeah. Very B movie, which is the ants of the aughts. Yeah, yeah. I know, exactly. Yes. Uh, there they are, the other herps. Oh, man. 
They're real good at not How talking. How many herbs me. are there? There's three, right? Yes. Plus, plus Doc. Did you go to the like Tombstone Museum or anything while you were there? Uh, I did go to the OK Corral where they have animatronic uh, statues of the Erp Boys and Doc Holliday. And <laughs> uh-huh. Hall they, of President style? Where they would have stood oh, okay. during the fight. Pose? But they move? Wait, you said A little anim- bit. They sort of raise the gun. They also do like a live reenactment. That's what I was more with. But I we, was did, we got there too late. The last show had already gone, oh, okay. so we didn't get to see that. Yeah, that seems that se- that was more what I was thinking. Um, but <laughs> it was it's interesting that town because there's it's really uninteresting. Like, because it's, okay. it's interesting that it's uninteresting. Yeah, how uninteresting it is, but it's so popular, you yeah. know, like Okay. It's the only thing that happened. Because it's there. only famous for that one thing. Right. And they have latched onto that. Well, sure, why wouldn't you? I yeah. mean well, they have a great name for a western town that true. where a shootout could happen. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect I mean, name. I just can't <laughs> just like you couldn't write it better than that. I mean, they named the town after the most interesting thing about it. I mean, <laughs> they had somebody who had a tombstone or something. So what did you guys think of the other Earp movie? That's what I'm, I'm going to bring in some It uh, is not nearly as good as Tombstone. I actually like that movie too. It is slow. It is slow. It is slow. Who's in that one? Uh, Kevin Costner. Yes. And he directed it too. Yes. And it is ponder. And, and what's it called? Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp. Wyatt Earp. That's right. I remember that. Yes. Who's the Val? Who's the who's Dennis the Quaid. who's the Doc Holiday? Dennis Quaid. Okay. And he's good in it. And that's why he's also at the Doc Holidays. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw both of those now that I think about it. I've seen half of I Wyatt remember Earp. Dennis Quaid. I as want a you to challenge you guys to go back and watch Wyatt Earp because it's better. So long, it's though. better than you think. Uh, I'm I it's, it's And I'll tell you this, what I do remember is Dennis Quaid is great as Doc Dennis Holiday. Yeah, he is. He's great at it, but yeah, you, it just doesn't seem right because Val Kilmer is so amazing as Doc mm. Holliday. You but know? he's really good. But like, he's still really good. If it wasn't for Val Kilmer, you would think it was a great performance. But it's so it still suffers by comparison. Well, I think like Val Kilmer at Doc Holliday was like almost like his once in a lifetime, the best you could ever get. Just, it was the just, conflagration of the time. Yeah, was just it's perfect. Like, yeah. yeah. Here's the problem with Wyatt Earp. Kevin Costner, in comparison to Tombstone, Kevin Costner thought that he was going to make like a real, serious, earnest, yep, legit version of the story. And meanwhile, Tombstone comes along and goes, "Fuck nope. that! We're yeah. just going to be campy and root toot tooted up, and <laughs> yeah. just bang bang, run run, kiss kiss." <laughs> yeah, like that's Tombstone. Yeah. Tombstone is so much more fun to watch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> No, because it's true. It's like, no, because it takes... Because they're just like, be serious. No, thank you. <laughs> Shoo, pew, pew. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to also have the crazy lines, and we're going to compress all the... Well, and they, and they they do not nuance the... whole the thing hear- takes place in about 48 hours. The, yeah. <laughs> the, the nuance of the situation is not... In, I mean, it's like, the herbs are the good guys. These are the bad guys. Go. Yeah. Yep. Kurt Russell's like, I don't want to be the sheriff. They killed my brother. Now I'm the sheriff. Like, <laughs> it just, just happened so fast. It's great. Like... <laughs> The, those cowboys and that the... guy whoever directed that movie was like this does not have to be three hours long you guys <laughs> we can cut this shit way down which i do respect it's a little thing we call editing yeah 
I Dana Delaney. I love a good. I yeah. love talk about a '90s, you know, yeah. Yeah. figure. The great Dana Delaney. Mm. I used to. I was such a weird kid. I watched China Beach. I was gonna say <laughs> China <laughs> Beach. It seems like a weird show. For, I love that you show. Know, a teenage or preteen kid to watch. I love China Beach. Whoever, whatever what was years, that show that was, about? Nah, Vietnam. She was a nurse okay. in Vietnam. It was like the mash of Vietnam. It was mash, but Vietnam and serious. Yeah. Watched yeah. a lot. I loved Vietnam <laughs> shows. I watched Tour of Duty, man. I feel like I was the only one. I was like always like with my friends, like, do you guys watch Tour of Duty? And they're like, well, you have to be up at like 2 a.m. on a channel, some random channel on CBS <laughs> to watch some Tour of Duty. Yeah. It looked like it was shot. There were in a Florida. lot of shows that were sort of like that was sort of like that. Like there was that show Homefront right. that was about like what was going on in World War II, like back in America. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, that was good. That was Sam Watterson, right? E- no, that's I'll Fly Away, but that mm. was a great show too. That was the first time I ever saw Sam Watterson. Anything was on I'll Fly Away. That's right. He was like Atticus Finch, basically. Yeah, yeah he was a lawyer. And but I watched Homefront too, or I remember my folks really liked it. Yeah, I remember it being on. It was like. It had like fairly high production values initially. I thought, like, I don't know what it, I watched like a couple of episodes when they were kicking it off. Hmm. Do you remember who played the uh, his the housekeeper on Off Flyway? Sam Watterson was the lawyer. Oh, I can picture her. It's somebody famous, but I can't think of her name. Hmm. I'll have to look it up. Correction yeah. corner for next time. I also liked early edition. Do you guys remember early edition? It's about a guy who got the newspaper one oh, day yeah. in advance. Yeah, and he would solve crimes. <laughs> he would like stop he would murders. like solve whatever bad thing was going to happen the next day. He had twenty four hour notice of what was going to happen cool. in the news. He'd run around stopping murderers and stuff. Is this their Doc Holiday? No, <laughs> it is not. Yes, the the, <laughs> the that was where they start putting the plan into action. And what is their plan? Their plan is to make like tranquilizer grenades oh. out of found materials and just gas. McCoy's using chemistry to build yeah. weapons. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Regina Taylor, that's who played the, uh, uh, the yes. housekeeper on Off Yeah, she was good. They had they were good together. Yeah, definitely a de- different. Definitely a different take on Doc Holiday here. Steve Val Kilmer. <laughs> Val Kilmer. Or, or Dennis Quaid, well, I, I assume. Val Kilmer says that he got a lot of Nobody money. should ever play Doc Holiday ever again, because there's no point. <laughs> it's been done as good as it can ever yeah. be done. Yeah, exactly. It, even the real Doc Holiday... Didn't play it didn't, that well. Didn't play it that <laughs> well. You just Val regret Kilmer. it. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt about the Joker after Heath Ledger, but... You can't stop people from making more jokes. Apparently movies. not. Yeah. yeah, because but you know what? They kind of got better and better, and then Heath Ledger did it, and then then it got didn't get better. So you know, <sighs> didn't get better after him. So yeah, I think only I don't watch Gotham, but apparently the kid who plays the the, the character that will grow up to become the Joker is on that show, and he's supposed to be really good. At he is really the good. Joker. 
That's Sean's show. That's I show. love that show. That's we get we get like a recommendations I, from I, that show. It like sucks every... you guys didn't watch it because it you, it's really great. Is it over? Like it just over? ended, it, right? It, yeah, I haven't seen the last two episodes, but you got it. Just it's a slog <laughs> to get through the first couple of seasons, so I can't recommend watching. So it. you're not you're not f- recommending your own strategy of starting at the very beginning. You have to though. Because it all connects. Because you, it won't have the same emotional resonance if you haven't gone through what the characters go through. I think Sean has, like, saying that he was fortunate enough to sort of be kind of carried by his own momentum into the yeah, the, the good like, parts of the show. I can't say I would recommend watching it because you'll never make it past the first season. You will not think it's worth it. Mm, yeah. No matter what I say about it, you'll never think it'll be worth it because yeah. it's pretty rough. Like, I'm talking third season of Star Trek Rub. Oh, boy. <laughs> What's well, amazing for a show to have Is that, that the turn? same girl? Or yes. does Chekhov have multiple no, girlfriends? That's the in same episode? hooker. Oh, okay. She looks she's different. Her, she's in her Sunday garb. Well, she's in her finer garb. Wow, it really fits well. She and travels. Was, obviously hasn't been dry cleaned in a while. Yeah, they couldn't afford the dry cleaning. Uh, this. But this is the. F- oh, this is the you know what other episode. show was like? Deep Space Nine was like that too. It took a little while. Yeah. To get going to the point where it's hard to say, watch the first season of Deep Space well, Nine. Well, I think the thing except is, that you have to because yeah. it's all yeah. connected. Yeah. yeah. But the first that, season is rough, man. The first two seasons. It's not until fucking Cisco grows the goatee when he shaves and his shaves head. his head. That's when that, that show gets That good. show flies <laughs> from that, but he doesn't do that till season three. So season one and season two could be rough at times. Oh, yeah. Next really... generation is, too. Well, yeah, yeah first but it didn't matter of... so much because you can just say you don't need to watch. You, you only need true. to watch these three episodes in the first season and you'll be fine. And like. You yeah, know, they don't carry over as much. It's, a, it's easier to yeah, skip yeah, over yeah. the clunkers. Yeah. Well, the thing about it, though, the thing about Next Generation is overall, it's so much better than the last Star Trek people had seen that it's, I think it was easier to like, okay, well, it's Is not- that Spock's brain on her head? <laughs> <laughs> That's her fascinator. <sighs> That's like, there's like five different things going on in that hat. It is like a brain shape. them work together. It's a brain shaped shower cap. Yeah. It's got some membrane yeah. patterns. Boom. Ooh. That's my... I'm trying to watch process. him talk and watch him at how still it is. It is I was, la- is I was like... laughing at how bad Chekhov's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all was. He like, he grits his... They all just keep their teeth gritted the whole time. Yeah, like mouth slightly parted. Oh my goodness. Weird. <laughs> like, Boy, that sky sure is red. <laughs> yeah. Look at well, all. maybe now would be a good time for Correction Corner. <laughs> what do you guys think about that? All I right. think it's a great idea. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, do it. Play We're the doing jingles, it. Jake. It's playing. Correction Corner. So, uh oh. Chekhov just got shot. Yeah. Yep. He did. He uh, did. But the mysterious aliens will bring him back to life before the episode's over. It was all an illusion. Mm. So these are corrections for episode 48, The Gamesters of Triskelion. Oh, Oh, Trixie. Trixie. uh, The Trixie kit. Yep. Yeah. Trixie kits. Um, I didn't know what a Triskelion was. Did you guys all know what it is? Wait, is it? Is it? I don't know. It's a is it a shape? It is a shape. Oh, I and they guess. actually see it in the episode. You can see it in the episode. Oh. It's the, basically the shape of the 
arena that they have the <laughs> the fights in. It looks like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a triskelion. Cool. Fun. It's like That's a, a fun shape. It kind of looks like the alligator. And if you look at the, the episode, wall. you can see yeah, yeah, like yeah. when they show it from overhead, oh. it's in that kind of when he's, shape. When one of them has to stay in that in one on the lines and yeah. the other one has to stay outside. Did you know that, Sean? Did you no, know that what was that no, a triskelion? I did not. Well, see, we My all learned a bit something. of research on IMDb said nothing. I thought it's just what their town was called. Yeah, me too. I just thought they were That's that like was a, the planet Triskelion. Yeah. Or yeah. Or that's why yeah. I had to look it up because I cool, didn't man. know the answer. That's great. Angelique Petty John was in a movie called Stalag 69. Oh, yeah. yeah. 1982. Yeah, take your time. Yeah. Uh, Philippe said that he had seen that film. I didn't, I was just curious what it was about. The IMDb plot description it's about Nazis. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a Nazi porn, yes. you guys. Yeah. Oh, no. Three agents parachute into North Africa and land in the middle of a desert Nazi installation where they're taken prisoner and tortured by the sadistic interrogator, Angelique. The prisoners must fight to the death in order to escape. That's the... And bone her. Yeah. And they all... F- yeah, they all fuck her. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, Stalag, get it? There's, like, Stalag. What's the famous Stalag one? 17. Stalag yeah, no, 17 is the famous one, and that's, like, and this is 69. I didn't, I didn't think it would be about actual Nazi oh, prisoners yeah. of war. Right. No. You didn't think <laughs> Which Hogan's, is sort of a weird, you know, Hogan's Heroes, the porn, was a good idea. <laughs> Unless you've got a real weird, you know, if you've got, like, a Nazi fetish or something, but I didn't think that was what it would be about. Apparently, I was wrong. Um, and that's a full that's a full hardcore porn, right? That's not just a because she did both, right? She yeah, did. it was full hardcore. A lot of times, those movies were shot where they would do both at the same time, like one for like right C- Cinemax, a, and yeah, then, there's an edited version. And then, my headset went out again. You guys, what? No, uh, what? I'm moving my feet around. Oh man, I don't know what's going on. Um, so we were talking. Oh, now it's back. We were talking about uh, <laughs> whether Angelique's outfit, the Jiffy Pop bikini, or Barbarella's came first. So we looked it up while we were doing the episode, and they both came out kind of right around the same time in 1968. Uh, and Sean said something like, well, maybe they both just sort of came up with the same idea at the same time. And Philippe said, yeah, yeah, that, that happens sometimes. So that's called the concept of multiple discovery or simultaneous invention. Yeah. When two yeah. when two independent people come up with the same like thing at the same time. Volcano and Dante's Peak. Right, like Vol- that is guys. the that is the classical example. I know, yes. exactly. I mean when both Dante's Peak and Volcano were released. I did <laughs> I did two months of each I other. Did, <laughs> I did some research in all those cases and each one of them completely independent discovery on the writer's part. None just of them. Just if you want to one up, you just put Dante in the title. Yeah, yeah. Dante's volcano. Dante's pe- uh, and again, Baby that is City. that is a that is an example of two movies, just like Wyatt Earp and Tombstone, where one film takes like a serious right, approach right, to the right. material. The Dante's Peak is, is sort of a ser- semi-serious movie about a volcano eruption, and the other side decides to just go balls out camp crazy right which is volcano, and that's why volcano is so much more fun to watch than Dante's Peak. But the meteor movies. Pretty similar take, right? Deep, Deep no. Impact is much more serious Deep Impact, than Armageddon. Yeah, Armageddon. Armageddon's a goof. Like, 
Let's fucking. <laughs> I think Deep Impact was a goof too. I just don't Deep Impact takes like a serious approach. Yeah, to Deep it, Impact like. tries to act like this is something that can actually happen. Oh, I see. Armageddon, yeah. and it's all real dark. Like yeah. Taylioni's character dies. Oh and, yeah, know, like, I didn't really remember all that part of it. I just remember I thinking like this movie is so silly, but um, so common examples of multiple independent discovery. The independent formulation of calculus in the 17th century by both Isaac Newton and Gottfried Wilhelm Leibniz. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 18th century discovery of oxygen. You mean John T. Wilfried Wilmitz? <laughs> yeah, John G. Yeah, John G. Gottfried Wilhelm Leibniz. His name is my name, too. Uh, evolution. Charles Darwin and Alfred Russell Wallace both had the same idea. So anyway, that's what that's called when two people think of the same thing. And then... Volcano. And then Barbarella and <laughs> Angelique <laughs> and dueling Wyatt Earp films. Yeah, right. Finally, uh, you guys had your first date at the Red Setter because it was still the Red Setter, I think. Then, yep. And oh, yeah, we so talked about that. Sunny McLean's no. is it what it's called now. Sunny McLean's is still open. I looked it up to see, and they're still around. Yep. I haven't been to the West Side in a long time, but it's still there. Let's go, let's do our live podcast from Sunny McLean's. That's a great idea. Yeah. Plus, they have some. Good... I could drink some Newcastle. Oh yeah. I get some fishing chips. We used to drink Newcastle a lot. We yep, did. We sure did, especially <laughs> at the Red Setter. Yep. They had it was the best there. I tell you, Newcastle has never tasted better at another place other than the Red. Was Setter. it on draft? I assume. Yeah. Yeah. They worked that keg. I don't know. It was just the moment. The moment in time, man. When I was first becoming it was an alcoholic. The right, it was the right drink in the right place at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> we 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 talked about where we would go if we could go back in time for a week just to sort of like see what life was like back then. Observe, observation, yeah. Um, I said that I would go to Shakespearean times to see Hamlet. Like an original Shakespearean production of Hamlet. That's a great one. And no, you made fun of me. And I didn't notice it at the time until I listened to the episode. <laughs> I made fun of you. you called it a canned answer. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed since then, Matt. He's grown. Oh. grown. Like somehow I was just like, <laughs> that's just what someone like you would say. Yeah, funny it in. Canned answer, I'm, you called I'm it. I'm so not why don't the person you just, I was then. Why don't you just go back and look at Jesus? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Like, God, could you be more obvious? <laughs> <laughs> I was just an asshole then. I, I've changed, all right? I have had... uh, the last couple of months have really changed Philippe you. Was, uh, I've had Philippe was doing cocaine that night. Two fortune cookies since then that have really <laughs> opened my mind. Uh so anyway, <laughs> so sorry. Aaron's answer was to go see the Beatles nice. when they were still just starting out. <laughs> Typical. Um, <laughs> I said that you could go see them in Germany because they they started yeah. in Germany and Hamburg. And I said they played at the Cavern Club, but that's wrong. The Cavern Club is the club in Liverpool that they oh, played okay. in. The club in Hamburg that they played at is called the Indra Club. Got it. They played there for forty eight nights between August and, and October. And they were on of some drugs. I would go back and see the early days of the Eagles. (laughs) (laughs) Linda Rodstant's backup band. Oh, boy. I just learned something new about the Eagles. (laughs) You didn't know that? 
moment of discovery would have been so spoiled by Linda Ronstadt has done many admirable things in her life. Creating the Eagles. She's responsible for the Eagles, so she should fucking burn. Oh, no. We love you, Linda. Love you, Linda. But boy, was that a mistake. You have a lot to answer for. A lot of Eagles hating in this room right now. That's rough. It is rough. They're the worst. <laughs> uh, they are. Sorry. I, when, the first time I saw Big Lebowski and he has the scene about the Eagles in the taxi, I felt seen. Oh, yeah. Like, I was like, I had never heard anybody say anything bad about the Eagles before besides myself. And to hear a mainstream movie has, per character be like, the Eagles fucking suck. I was like, oh, I'm not alone in the world. <laughs> There's more people like me. I felt warm. I felt acknowledged. <laughs> wow. It's great. They're like the red hot chili peppers of their era. <laughs> wow. A lot of, a lot yeah. of <laughs> fucking Haters. beef going on in this room right <laughs> now. <sighs> that is an excellent example. <laughs> I, analogy, I do somehow categorize them in a similar sort of context. I don't know why, but I just... Two things that suck. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I'll take things that suck for two hundred, Alex. <laughs> Your hell would be like some band, like some concert just for you of the Eagles. If and every then... if every person's individual hell is individually tailored yeah. to their yeah. worst things, mine is definitely like a, a never ending Eagles yeah. concert. It's like Hotel California for like five hundred <laughs> years, and then all of a sudden they leave the stage, and you're happy, and then. Roller coaster. I don't know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> anyway. Cool. Um, do you guys really watch the Alien Builder shows on the History Channel? I've seen. I've seen them. Okay, because we talked about going back to see the pyramids. That was yeah. Philippe's answer: was to go back and see the aliens building. The <laughs> <laughs> He's a hilarious guy. Ancient astronaut. And then he was like, "Yeah, because I watched the show on the and it's on the History Channel, <laughs> so you know it's true." Yeah, exactly. They have footage after all. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Well, it kind of makes me miss. They have the, really the more... reliable people they interview for that show too. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, completely believable. I'm sure. Yep. Uh. That's it. That was a short one. That's great. We didn't have too many uh, corrections, but episode 48, Gamesters <laughs> of Triskelion. That was awesome because it, it did get us through a lot of the garbage that's happening on the screen. Yeah. Uh, it's windy. Because here's the thing about <laughs> yeah. uh, this kind of show. You know where it's all good. You know where it's all going. Right. So can we just get there as yeah, soon as yeah, possible? Yeah. Well, that's, that's like you say, like back then... Did people just not care? Did they still think that there were stakes at this point in time? Nah, I don't know. Did they firmly, did they honestly believe that maybe they would kill off one of these characters? No. Nobody expects that. No, they didn't kill off main characters Can on you TV guys shows think of in like the a, 60s. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is there an example? When was the example of like was a first... serialized show that actually killed off a character in a, you in know, a way that was, in like a way a that was permanent? Up. Yeah. Uh, Lancelot Link, Secret Chimp. <laughs> I would say when uh, Colonel Blake dies on MASH. Oh, yeah. That's because actual... That was because the guy quit the show. Yeah. Like, But, I mean, does the reason matter? But no, that, I, I mean, think that's, that's one good. where they... That's good, because there were kind of... There was a... Because they could have easily have just said he went home. Yeah. But they intentionally made the choice to kill it off. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a whole trope unto itself. 
characters that are killed off because their actor is fired or decides to leave. Yeah, McLean Stevenson thought he was going to be a movie star, and he was like, I'm out of this. Yeah, man. he was in the, the Cat from Outer Space. Space. He yeah. is? Yep. yep. Both of them are. So he was right. Colonel <laughs> Potter's in <laughs> Colonel yeah. Potter's in it, too? Yeah. So he was right. Or uh, Harry Morgan and McLean Stevenson are both in the Cat from Outer Space. Uh, but boy, you have to be like, you really made a bad call, McLean Stevenson. Like, you were on the biggest fucking show on television. But that's when people people and still you just feel bailed on it. People felt television was still kind of like a little second bit of tier. a second tier, even though Mash is doing bigger numbers than any other show it will ever do again, right? right? I mean, oh well, yeah, yeah. It's just like it's but, different now. You can't rate shows the same way you rated them back then. Yeah, there's four channels. The the, the last episode of Mash is still like the highest rated television and, show of all time. A non sports, non sport, yeah, yeah. but. Excuse um, me, non-sports. Non-sports and non-news. Like, like, yeah. I think more people watch the moon landing or something, but fuck that. Mash. <laughs> strangle that chicken. Uh, he strangles a chicken in the last episode of Mash. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. And I did watch that. I used to watch Mash when I was like at my uh, Nana's house because that was the only thing that was in English. So on that channel, uh-huh. I, I, when they would go to bed, they would let me use the shit, like watch the TV, and that was on. It was Mash, two back to back episodes of Mash. Uh huh. And I was like, it's still on. Yeah, Stan I, watches it. Stan has the viewing habits of a much older man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he watches Law and Order SVU reruns and Mash reruns uh, like constantly. I think Mash. Like they do mash marathons on like Wii TV or one of those fucking channels. Like, yeah, they where they show like a whole d- Saturday and Sunday is just nothing yeah. but mash. You just like you turn it on and he'll just turn it on and have it on and yeah. like the background, of, you know. <laughs> I but just like every once in a while turn it on. Forty five like, year old sitcom. Yeah, and it's just like clingers in a robe, and it's just like and Hawkeye's mad at something and going pontificating about some bullshit, and then I'm just like. I mean, it's a great show. It is but a it's great just, show. It's smartly you know, written. It's just funny to think that people are still watching, you know. Yeah. Hawkeye. Good old Hawk. What is going on on this part of this show? They, they get- figured out that the whole thing's a fucking illusion. And if they just don't believe, if they just don't believe, they won't be hurt. Yeah. So Spock mind melded with them so that they would be able to do that. Yes, in a very like, like drawn out, like you do way, like you do. <laughs> these really little slow mind melding. There were Never all hurt anybody. There were all these. Woo! Oh, flying oh, kick! Oh. There were all. There were that all these. Should be a drink whenever yeah. he does the flying kick. <laughs> I'm like, I need to drink more often. Is this like? Is this an illusion? <laughs> like, I feel like Kirk is like, yeah. Is this an illusion? I'm punching this illusion in the face. Yeah. I'm flying kicking this illusion. They don't know their illusions. Yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, like, we just solved the problem by. <laughs> Does anybody who's an illusion know that they're an illusion? Um, that's really. Good Some thing. of the people in the Matrix knew that they were programs. That's right. That's pretty close. The what? The Merovingian or whatever that guy's name was. And uh, what's up with this pencil? Not shortening? Salma Hayek. Who am I thinking of? It's not Salma. Maria Hayek. Bello. No, in the second Matrix. Oh, Jesus. There's the, a second Matrix. The hot girl who eat, has the orgasm when she eats the strawberry. Oh, well, she's not like. 
Me. Boy, I don't remember that movie that well. Sounds better than I remember. I, yeah, you described it a much better. Monica film. Bellucci, that's who it Monica is. Monica Bellucci. Oh, okay. I was like Meg Ryan. <laughs> oh, but she's not the person that has the orgasm. It's just some girl that eats the. Food. Oh, she's eating the, like the ice cream or whatever, yeah. chocolate or whatever it is. Right. But he's telling that story while she's sitting there. Yeah. So yeah, there's a full on like orgasm scene for no re- in the in the Matrix. Okay, Matrix the, Two, the second one. In case you haven't thought, seen that in a while. Yeah, I, never I, seen any of them. I'm trying to think. You've about never seen them. any I'm of them. More disappointed. No. Yeah. Sequel viewing than that was like the the Matrix Wachowski to the Matrix brothers. Two. I like I like the, I actually like the second one a lot. I think the third one is where it falls apart. I never saw the third one because <sighs> I hated the second one so much. Uh, I like I think the second one's pretty fun. I think the second one was sorry to get incoherent. I, it felt like uh, a J a JRPG, which is a Japanese role playing game, where it's just like. I'm glad I finished my taco. Oh my god! Just for the people who are not viewing this, it's literally a mean green motherfucker from outer space. (laughs) It's so terrible. Whatever this alien, it was like carved out of styrofoam. Yeah, Uh, it's so it it diminishes us as a species that we're (laughs) having this play. Just play play music from Little Shop of Horrors every time that character Uh, is on screen, Jake. When you go to edit this, just play a little... Somebody needs to put that in a briefcase. Dear God, there's something terrible... Uh, about that. Oh, that was gonna, annoying how was, I laughed just no. now. That was nasty. That was gross. <laughs> I would be embarrassed to be on that. It was episode. like a it was like a baby's arm holding an apple. Boy, season three, not so great. Huh? It's rough, man. It's not rough. <laughs> but the thing is, this is what they came this is what they got their break and they came back and this was just the scripts and this was the thing. They were like, Yeah, this is not gonna the fans saved the show, guys. We're gonna be a hit. we're going on, and they're like, "Oh." So what? What gave the impetus for the fil- the movies? I was about to call them films, but then I thought better. It's like, no, these aren't these aren't films. <laughs> the first ones are good. They're motion oh, pictures. I, got, I gotta tell you this. So my kids' school is having their carnival this week, mm-hmm. and the uh, every time they do fireworks, it's introduced by like a, a little movie, and every year the 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 uh, theme of the thing is different movie things like comedies or romances and that little cut movie that they create is like clips of films from that kind of genre. <laughs> this year is the 25th anniversary of the carnival, so they were doing the 20, last 25 years of film. And in the thing, they had a clip, and it was just all movies except for oddly, the only film in the clip thing that they had that wasn't in the last 25 years was a scene from Star Trek Two. <laughs> All right. Oh, because that was every other clip was from a movie within the last twenty five years, except for that one. Oddly, Hmm. what clip was it? The clip where (sighs) where yeah, they're yeah, Spock's death scene. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's got the 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 live long and prosper hand up on the glass. Right. That's what they showed. It's a powerful scene, though. I would say it is, but I thought that was odd. yeah. That of all the things in all of movie dumb to like throw in there that wasn't from the time period. Somebody was just a fan. Whoever yeah. put that thing together was just like, I'm gonna throw a little Star Trek. Wait, so it. when we get through these, uh, how many episodes are there in season three? There are twenty four. 
Jesus. So we got 18 left, guys. 18. Damn. Okay. But and then and then we're doing the movies. The movies no, then go- we do the animated series. Ah, uh, okay. Well, the animated series. the animated series should go quick though. There's only two seasons, right? Uh, yeah, and they're half hour episodes, yeah. so we can get through two an episode. Yeah, we get there. Specter of the Gun. I didn't the, like uh, your title, I and I didn't like you. The hundred sounds like a Duran Duran song. Yeah, it does. <laughs> the, Spectre the Specter of, of the, the Gun. gun. Specter of the Gun is a good title. It's not the yeah. title's fault. <laughs> the Specter of the Gun is on the rise. <laughs> wow! <laughs> it's it's the song that this this uh, episode deserves though. Yeah, so yeah, I can't really can't really complain. It's Robert H. I'm just a man. That was that song. Well, written, okay then. That that song. Yeah. That being said, that yeah. song yeah. composed by. It's a rap. Recommendations, Matt. Uh. There's a Japanese reality show on Netflix called Terrace House. Are you guys, anybody familiar with Terrace, Terrace House? No, like... just from you mentioning it to me. Terrace House is basically the real world, but set in Japan, obviously. And like the old, early seasons of the real world where they all had lives and jobs. And it wasn't just about like Pretty... hanging out in the house and getting drunk and having sex with each other. Right. So it's three guys and three girls, and they're in their like early 20s, and they live in this house together. It's exactly the real world, but, but because it's Japanese, everyone is extraordinarily polite to one another. <laughs> That's so weird. And they're so, it's so un-American. It's so Japanese. Nothing happens <laughs> on any given episode, and yet oh, it's true. so... Is it compelling? It's enthralling yeah. to watch, because all they do is eat they love to cook and eat and then they talk about their relationships and that's every episode is that like they go on dates together it's sort of a dating show but in a very sort of pg kind of way weird um and it's absolutely like just you just watch over you just watch it like i don't know why i'm watching this each episode's only like 25 30 minutes like and you just and you just find yourself like really caring about whether Yuki and Miyuki are gonna like hit it off on their date tonight or whatever. And then they come back and they have and then they tell you about it and uh, it's great. But there's there are tons and tons of seasons, aren't there? And yeah. Like so the huge... each season is like sixty five episodes. Oh Jesus. <laughs> I think we should abandon this podcast <laughs> and go jump onto that. I think that would be. And, so there's three. There's three editions of it on Netflix right now. There's one called the one I'm watching is called Boys and Girls in the City, and it's set in Tokyo. And then there's one called Aloha House, which is set in Hawaii. And then the third one is called Opening Doors, and it's in some other city, not Tokyo, but at some other city in Japan. Anyway, I can't explain why. But it's it's really it's really fun to watch, it, and it's called Terrace House. Terrace it, House. All right. They also have a panel, kind of like us. They have like a panel of like snarky like commentators. I think they're I think they're like famous in Japan, like comedians and yeah. stuff. But they have like a panel that comments on the episode. So like every ten minutes or so, they'll cut away from the footage to 
you know, like a little studio set where they're all sitting around on couches like this. Yeah. And they talk about what's just happened and they make fun of them. And it's. They are like us. Is it wacky? Do they play like wacky sound effects? They don't do. No. It's very sedate. Okay. they don't play wacky sound effects, but they do talk about who they like and who they don't and and sort of make fun of them for their bad decisions or whatever. But it's all very it's all very mellow and very sort of soothing and and it makes you want to eat like because all they ever they're constantly <laughs> eating and cooking. One episode they were eating sushi and it was so like I had to order, I had to call and have sushi delivered. Nice. Because I was like, I can't watch these people eating sushi and not. That's changing your life. That's good. Um, So anyway, Terrace House. Nice. Uh, Min Min and I and Anna. Min got into it first and then sort of Anna and then and Anna doesn't really like it, but Min and I both like it. Anna thinks it's boring. <laughs> so <laughs> I like it. So, so if you're in for something a little bit more sedate and maybe different. I think for the season three finale, we should watch an entire season. <laughs> <laughs> that's a long, Hell that's yeah. a long, big commitment. Oh. Uh, yeah. So anybody, anybody else? Recommendations? Anybody? Anybody? You watching any murder porn? There? Of course I am. What are you watching now? Have you watched the Ted Bundy movie the, with Zac Efron? Not yet. So, is it out? I think it's on Netflix, isn't it? Was it wasn't so. a Netflix movie? We've been watching stuff about J- Jim Jones a little bit, and then we've been watching just... A lot of Forensic Files. Yeah. That's my go-to. I read a book, which is... What? Well, yep. We don't do that. I read books, too, but I wasn't going to bring it up. Don't flex on me. It's I'm, on this now. This is the first book I've read in a while. <laughs> Have you read any good books? Are you ready? I read a couple of good books. I just read a book called The Underground Railroad that won the oh, Pulitzer yeah, Prize a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, sort of like a, sort of like an, I don't know if alternate history is the right word for it, but sort of like an alternate version of pre what pre-Civil War America is about. Like the main character is a slave, a woman, and she escapes from her plantation in Georgia. But in this book, The Underground Railroad is an actual underground railroad like the, the subway the person who helps her escape like takes her down a tunnel and there's an actual train like a locomotive and tracks and like the underground railroad is is literally an underground railroad huh. and so she goes and then she it's sort of about there's a there's sort of a slave catcher kind of character who's chasing her so it's sort of about her efforts to kind of stay one step ahead of him but but the places that she goes to, like she goes to South Carolina and North Carolina, like she goes to real world places, but the things that are happening there are not really the way they happened oh, okay. in in the real history of pre-Civil War America. So it's it was it's really, really good. It's an excellent book. It's just a little hard to sort of right. describe it right. because it's doing something kind of unique. Yeah. It's not hmm. trying to it's not trying to like it's not. It's not a historical. It's not. It's. It's not meant to be an accurate, <laughs> right? Historical, right? You know, mm-hmm. this is what was actually. So does going it have on. like actual history? Like Harriet Tubman in there? And no, yeah. it's all sort of fictionalized yeah. versions of people. Like yeah, so real people. All right, that's good. Yeah. So, no, it's cool. Anybody else? I think we're good. I think we had what book do you? I you I, you said oh. you wrote read. Oh a book. yeah, I got. I read a book. It was a novel. It's called Where the Crawdads Sing. And it was uh so 
have a little bit of a confession. One of my favorite types of books are about crawdads. Yeah, it's well, young women uh, and just don't uh, come into age. Careful, I'm not, I'm not. I like young, strong women coming of age against and strive uh, overcoming uh, difficult circumstances, uh-huh. and it's a fantastic book. Flowers in the attic. <laughs> exactly. Right. Twins doing it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. The rat. Got it. Crawdads. Anyway, it was a fantastic because it's got everything I like. It's got like <laughs> scrappy kids survive, like like having surviving on their own or against you know in difficult circumstances. Uh, appreciation of nature. It's got a whodunit like mixed in there. And what time period is it set in? It takes place in like it's. It has. It's kind of one of these stories where it tell. It starts in half of it takes place in like the early fifties, and then part of it takes place in like the late sixties and seventies, and they kind of like start converging the timelines a little bit because uh, somebody's somebody's been murdered in the sixty nine or seventy, and then uh-huh. and then and then it sort of builds up towards it, and then you go back <laughs> in time, and you see it's it's about a, a girl who basically gets abandoned by her family while she's like. 10 years old in like in in the sw- in the in the marshlands and you know in in South Carolina I want to say or North Carolina one of those one of the Carolinas and she's like they're poor and they and everybody just basically leaves at stages and she's eventually just left with her dad who's kind of a drunk and then he he kind of go- he just walks off one day and never comes back so she just kind of raises herself and then and everybody thinks she's like this crazy marsh girl and thinks you know so she's ostracized by the town she never goes to school and she kind of has to survive on her own from the year from the time she's 10 until you know and she basically has sort of fleeting relationships with a couple people in town but nothing you know but everybody mostly and then later on somebody somebody gets murdered in the marsh and of course they they blame her so but it's it's kind of like her struggle to survive, and she also becomes kind of a famous naturalist because she like learns teaches herself to like you know read and becomes like a real expert in the in this in the sort of particular wildlife and stuff in there, and she like becomes a prominent sort of you know naturalist in her own right, and but at the same time like she's still like the town treats her like she's you know you know, some, some abomination. And so when somebody dies, it's like who killed this person and, and, and sort of like how, how her life develops. And it's, it's pretty interesting. It's really good. This is a very popular book. Yeah. It's a, uh, it where the crawdad, crawdad dancing. Mm-hmm. It has topped the New York times bestsellers of 2019 for 12 separate weeks. Yeah. So you don't, it doesn't really need any, uh, any, any proselytizing. Just need us mind. blowing it up more. No, but, uh, you know, Sounds but good. I might actually tr- drag it down a little bit since, you know, you might not associate me <laughs> with the, this type of level, but it's actually, uh, I love it. And I think it's in the, uh, very good. Very yep. good. Anybody else? Excellent. Good one. We're doing. It's so classy. The recommendations this week. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> novel. And I want to talk Japanese about a little, a little film. known movie called Stalag Seventy. <laughs> <laughs> the a little scene sequel. Yeah, a little scene sequel. Yeah. People don't appreciate it, but yeah. uh, 
if you really like uh, Nazi porn. Yeah, we'll jump in and help out. Uh, Avengers Endgame is a small indie film. Yeah, a little <laughs> film you may have heard of. Yeah, It really needs your help, guys, even if you're not into that sort of thing. Even if you haven't seen the 22 movies. Every ticket sale before. counts. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, go ahead and wrap this thing up, Matt. Uh, Jacob, how can people give us money? Uh, oh, well, they can visit our Patreon page. And uh, I, I actually... We have a bit. Haven't you heard our bit afterwards? There's a promo bit that no, comes after the show. I stopped listening to the show when I wasn't on it. Oh, well, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, you, you can They can email <laughs> us at warpedthepodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Questions, and we'll read Does them on air. Ever... Was I supposed to say something else that I haven't said? No, no. you just... Uh, okay. Just uh, how, how was it? How was it being back? And It was fun. I missed you guys. Yeah, we missed you too. We missed you, Matt. See, Stan's out of town on vacation right now, and yesterday, and I, I have, I require a constant stimulation because I have no attention span or whatever. So, so I'm glad we could provide that for you. Yeah, I was like yesterday. I was like, no one was around. I was kind of bored and lonely, and I was like, should I listen to an episode of Warmth? <laughs> <laughs> so I did. Yes, I we have like, our place. I listened, and I was like. Oh, that made me miss the gang. I was like, I gotta go see the gang again. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, tune in next week for... I was going to say the name, but I don't know what the Some next episode, episode is called. More of this garbage. <laughs> next week. Bye. 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 This has been Warped, the unnecessary Star Trek podcast. To find out more... Visit us at www.patreon.com forward slash work.